It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. This is Chris Sosa with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Mary Sisney, Vice President of Primary Care at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. Mary, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're very welcome, Chris. Thank you for the opportunity. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your background? I'd be happy to. So I'm Mary Sisney. I serve as Vice President for the Primary Care Division at Children's Hospital of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Um, my background, I, I have a bachelor's degree in nursing and an MBA, and my career has been in pediatrics for over 30 years. Um, I'm also a life leadership coach. I started in my first leadership role um, in operations in ambulatory specialty, and then really have been very fortunate to, to be able to kind of move around the organization. I've worked inpatient care for a period of time, and then I shifted into leadership roles in strategic management and business development. And now for the last eight years have been back in operations for our primary care division. And that includes um, urgent care services and our children's medical group. And in round numbers, we have about 150 pediatricians and around 500 employees that provide primary and urgent care services in over uh, 20 locations across Southeast Wisconsin. What do you think led to your shift to leadership? Well, that's a good question. I think for me, it was um, recognizing, I always had a, a desire to analyze things as they are and see how they could be better. And so as I shifted from nursing, I think my Probably first for lay that was um, just looking at quality within healthcare and um, starting out as a member of a quality committee and um, recognizing the impact that happens when you step out of the business for a period of time to analyze what you're doing so that you can improve what you're doing in the business. And so I think that's how I would describe um, how I think about leadership and how I navigated my way there. Uh, terrific. Mary, what would you say are your top priorities today? Well, they really fall under, I would say, two broad categories of attention, and they're equally important. Uh, the first is really making sure our providers and teams have what they need to do and really be their best. Um, you know, I think workforce stabilization has been a big priority in healthcare uh, over the last couple of years. Our vacancy rates have stabilized, and we've done that with some really novel pipeline programs for all our roles in the care team, uh, including front desk, our medical assistant, and our nursing roles. And so now we're kind of really shifting to added attention in advancing professional growth and development. So 
things like redesigning orientation and onboarding and our preceptor program, really understanding our current workforce and supporting employees to be able to advance along that novice to expert continuum and reinforce the sense of purpose in the work and engagement in the organization. Um, so that's that's one thing and definitely well-being plays into that. Um, we've had significant attention in supporting well-being. We really, prior to the pandemic, um, Children's has a very strong foundation of culture um, called At Our Best and At Our Best Together. And included in that is our value of health for ourselves and for each other. So, you know, post-pandemic, fortunately, we had that value and it was very strong. I think it helped us as an organization get through the pandemic. And now post-pandemic, we've really augmented that with uh, on our team with uh, training in trauma-informed care. And the intent of that was not only to gain a greater understanding of the impact of trauma on families we serve, but also acknowledging how we support each other and enhance our own resiliency. So that's been part of it. Definitely, um, you know, tied into that uh, workforce strategy is leadership presence, rounding with our teams. And then additionally, um, recognizing that how important it is for our team members to have a sense of community and particularly within the roles that they fulfill in the clinics. So we've had opportunities for all of our different roles, the front desk role, our advanced practice nurses um, and PAs, our uh, MAs to come together, network, share feedback, and generate ideas on where we can improve. And that has really, for a, a team that is spread out across 20 locations, it has broadened that sense of community within those specific roles and given them uh, a place to network and learn. So that's the workforce piece of it. I think the second is really responding to the evolving needs that our families are having. So those needs are evolving and we're really trying to look at how we do that in a way that's not only efficient for the care team, but also provides an efficient experience for families. So, you know, primary care is where caregivers go for guidance and reassurance as they kind of navigate the milestones of childhood. And so our parents really speak of their pediatrician as one of the most important relationships they've had. And um, I always talk about the care that's provided by our pediatricians falls into three areas, preventive care, acute care, and then chronic conditions such as asthma and ADHD. And so when we're as committed as we are to providing the very best across all those areas, we have to look at multitude of things. So ease of access to care is one thing right now. I think convenience is such a significant factor in how families think about accessing care, enhancing the service and experience in the actual visits. One of the most significant 
investments we've made has been in providing mental health services. So our pediatricians were seeing an increase in mental health concerns prior to the pandemic. And we at that time were um, increasing existing services in response. And now with the exponential needs post-pandemic, we have completely transitioned to an integrated preventive behavioral health care model in all of our clinics. And this is with licensed therapists as part of the provider team. Um, the model is very intentional to not only address the current high demand for acute mental concerns, but also providing preventive health across all age groups. So our therapists are introduced to families and our preventive well visits, and it's regardless of whether there's a mental health concern or not. And then I think secondly, the, the other demand that we're definitely seeing a lot of growth in is the, what I would describe as the care that we provide after hours and between planned visits. So our urgent cares volumes have increased significantly, both for um, in-person visits as well as virtual. Our virtual volumes are equal to that of our in-person locations. And so we're responding to the uh, opportunities there for expansion and urgent care. And then secondly, in the pediatrician offices, we've seen significant increase in the request for advice and support by phone and electronic health record. Um, our pediatricians and triage nurses are providing much more advice and support than ever before. So working on workflow redesign to optimize triage, respond to those requests for advice. This year, we will be launching a synchronous visit through our electronic health record for some very defined acute conditions so that we can really expedite the care and provide it in a, in a convenient way. You certainly covered a lot of ground there, Mary, and that's uh, very impressive what Children's of Wisconsin has in front of it. So what do you think you're most excited about right now? And to follow up with that, what makes you nervous? Well, I think probably what I'm most excited about is our updated strategy within the organization. Our uh, vision is that Wisconsin's kids will be the healthiest in the nation. And we've really taken that to a much more specific call to action to really look at addressing whole health, which is really what's needed right now um, post-pandemic. And it's really redefining the experience for pediatric healthcare, not only to address what we're currently doing for physical, mental, social, and even dental care, we do provide dental care in our clinics, but really stepping it up in a way that meets families and where they are right now and what they need. And so it's a much more intentional focus on not only what we're providing in terms of care, but how we're providing it. Um, I'm certainly, um, I guess, excited or pleased to see a greater emphasis and attention in society as a whole on mental and emotional health. Um, you know, as difficult as the pandemic was, I, I guess that's one good thing I see is that the stigma has decreased around um, 
talking about mental health and uh, really looking at what we can do to improve outcome, outcomes around mental, social, and the emotional needs of kids. Um, as far as what makes me nervous, I don't know that I'm necessarily nervous. I would say, you know, there are two challenges that we're really working on addressing. One is catching up on preventive care gaps and really trying to close those. I do worry about long-term health outcomes and how much attention has been pulled away from preventive care. So we see our pediatricians addressing more questions from parents about vaccines, really helping them work through any hesitancy to vaccinate. And then uh, we're really working on better identifying those children with preventive care gaps and taking every opportunity we can to address them. It's just so important right now. And then secondly, I think the other challenge is really balancing our improvement plans and keeping them on track while also responding to some of the post-pandemic disrupt disruptors like you know, the last viral surge. Um, I, I talk about working in the business as well as on the business and, and, and really working with our leadership team to make sure they're taking time to step back and focus on reassessing things and what can we do better. And it's difficult to do that when you're also trying to support the care teams through a viral surge like we had last fall. So um, we've learned to be very intentional about the pace and timing of improvement initiatives, and then really trying to build in agility and um, be prepared for what may come next. Uh, Mary, what do you think in pediatrics deserves a brighter spotlight? I know you mentioned mental health care and how it is getting more attention, same with dental care. Uh, what would you like to see more attention paid? You know, Chris, I, I don't know. I really think that the mental, social, emotional components, if we can figure out how to bring that bundle together in a, in a really strong way with, with, the, with the physical care, um, I, I always talk about how for me, working in pediatrics has been about um, the legacy we will leave in the, the kids today and what their health outcomes are in the future. And so um, for me, it's thinking about what am I doing today? And it's not necessarily my legacy as a healthcare leader. It's more um, that legacy showing up in the health outcomes of our future adults. And, and those, that's who we're taking care of right now. So um, we spent a lot of time over the years in the 30 years that I've been in pediatrics, it's strong emphasis on physical and, and, and the opportunity right now is broadening that. Um, so I think it's, I think we're, I think that is the bright spot for us. And then the other thing I'll say is, you know, one of the great things about working in pediatrics is kids are so much more resilient sometimes than we give them credit for. And they bounce back. And, um, you know, that's where I've always 
um, garnered my own uh, hope and resiliency is working with those uh, families and the children and seeing how they do come through the challenge. Uh, you spoke about the wonderful legacy of Children's of Wisconsin, and you've been able to see and take the long view of it as someone who's been there for 30 years. So what would you say to other leaders who are in your position and how to really promote the health of children moving forward over, say, the next 30 years? I think it is about stepping back and taking the long look. Um, it is so easy to get caught up in the immediate and the urgence that uh, we face every day. And, um, you know, part of that is part of your own well being as well as a leader is to recognize uh, your thoughts and um, how they uh, are impacting your own results and then supporting yourself to, to, to think through that and giving yourself the time to do it. So I, I think it is about taking the long view. Mary, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for your insights and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you, Chris, it's been a pleasure.